this is it. My final review of the Hellraiser franchise. Now, the way I was doing this, I was doing it backwards. I wanted to do the home market release first. Just get that out the way. Then work on my four favorites. One, two, and three, and four. So now up to part four, Hellraiser 4 Bloodline. And you want to check out all my other Hellraiser reviews. They're going to be on a playlist of retros retrospective and franchise reviews. Which means franchise reviews to me, and I agree with one of my YouTube friends, it has to be more than three sequels. A franchise is like ongoing. It's like over three sequels. Like there's four, five, six, seven. Like it's, it's epic. It's like unlimited. It's like beast mode and shit. Like it can go on and on and on. To me, that's what a franchise review is to me, in my opinion. And I agree with my friend when he first came out with it. He said it first. And I kind of agree with him on it. You know? But anyway, besides that... Yeah, Hellraiser the full bloodline. I heard, I heard also just like three. It was getting hate too, and I was like, really? This movie was actually good. I mean, you don't, you may not got more Cenobites as part three, or the cool Cenobites you see in part one and part two, but you know, there's something about Hellraiser the you do have, and that's a badass horror chick, and that's Angelique. And I also, well, I love female horror icons that just stand out, and Angelique stood out. I even have an action figure, you know, so, dude, that's priceless, you know, anyway, besides that, I mean, I like this movie, um, it, it's kind of weird, it's kind of like a, I kind of consider this to be like an anthology horror with, about the Hellraiser bloodline, you know, think about it, it was an anthology horror, you got the past, present, and future, which the future's the wraparound story in a way. So I really like this one, man, with a lot. And um, Doug Bradley, still Doug Bradley. If you like the first three movies, Doug Bradley's pinhead was still the same, you know. Not like the whole market sequel when you, you see him less and less, and probably have one or two lines and shit. I mean, he was just like the same like in the three three Hellraiser. He had lines, he had epic lines too. Like, like oh man, what was the oh, one line he said like? When one guy, when, when the toy maker say God, he say, do I look like what God thinks or something, you know? But anyway, the point is, the movie starts out in space. Mainly, this is Hellraiser space in a way. And the guy was opening the box with a robot. You don't know what's going on. Until the SWAT team from space captured him, you know, and he starts saying, oh, he hijacked the ship. They kind of arrest him, and the guy is saying, who's in jail, who happens to be the descendant of the toy maker pretty much, is telling them, you we gotta get out of the ship. He released something from that box, which, which is the demons, or the Hellraiser, or Pinhead and the Cenobites, pretty much. Anyway, he tells the story to this lady, who's one of the members of the SWAT team, about his story, about his bloodline, and why he's pretty much doing this. About They give you the origin story about how the toy box was being made, and how... It was started in France. They called the guy the toy toy maker pretty much, and he gave it to this witch, the sorcerer guy, like a evil witch sorcerer, and he practiced black magic. He killed this female, I guess a female prostitute, I presume, who is of course Angelique, and um, he killed the, he had his assistant kill the prostitute, and then they started doing the, performing this ritual on her, you know, well. When they cut her, her flesh inside the body and leave her, her outside flesh hanging, 
and so the she can summon the demon to go inside the empty flesh, and it's pretty much the demon actually kill the witch, the sorcerer guy, because the sorcerer trying to control her pretty much, and then meanwhile the toy maker goes in. He was being nosy. He said he got to get the box back. He got caught by Angelique, and Angelique pretty much kills him. And um, then you get to your second story, which is the present, and you got the descent of the toy maker again. This time it's pretty much like the sequel to the part three, because when you see part three, when the woman put the, the box in the cement, and then you see the building, that's where part four pretty much took place in the way. This time you got a toy maker, he, he's like an architect pretty much, like the woman that builds the building. It's all about my speech. And um, he has plans to do like something with lights, you know, like energy. And you got Angelique wants to go in America. The witch, the witch assistant who was alive, they end up becoming lovers in the present time. Um, Angelique, Angelique decided to kill him because he was trying to be demanding on her. And you don't demand a demon. You don't do that. That's a no-no. But the demon kills him. You know, out of out of many years of screwing around, she decided, "I'm gonna kill you. You don't control me, pretty much." And she just had to go out to the toy maker, and then as the movie progressed, she decided to release the demon pinhead by the box to let this guy she seduced open it for her. And when pinhead comes out, they start having this plan pretty much like, you know what, we're going to get the toy maker to open up hell pretty much, open up the portal. And um, as, as, you pro as the story progressed, pinhead used, kidnaps the toy maker's descendant, the son, as bait to lead the toy maker in, into his world, I mean into the basement of the freaking building pretty much, because he's still in the human world anyway, believe it or not, and um, with the help of Angelique to, help, to open the portal, um, the toy maker's wife and son um, trying to escape, um, the wife was able to beat one of the demons when she was also kidnapped by Pinhead with the son, with the box, she got the box now, just stop the Pinhead, but then you got the toy maker who's face to face Angelique, and he tricked Angelique by not opening the portal by closing the portal instead, which Pinhead got caught in the middle, and Pinhead decided to use the chains and capture Angelique to go with him into hell also. And of course that's how Angelique started become a centipede, of course. And then the toy maker died because Pinhead kills and killed him, the one in the present age. And pretty much you get to the future now, which the sun is descended pretty much. And you find out that it's time we gotta get out, and the woman decided to help him out because each of the SWAT team in the, in the third story of Bernays Space Now in the future, they start dying, the Cinnabites start killing them one by one pretty much. And then, then you get to your twist ending when um, the toy maker, spoiler, 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 tricked Pinhead all this time in the, in the end of the story when everything, when he was just an illusion, and him and the, and the female SWAT member was already on the ship ready to escape while Pinhead stuck on the ship when they formed into a box and of course he got trapped and he's ready and the box is ready to blow up. Now as for the workprint version, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the workprint version. I remember I do have it by the way. The workprint version of Hellraiser 4 Bloodline is pretty much it's the same. It has story too. It has a little bit of some different scenes also. But the ending, if I'm corrected, I think the ending um I think the toy maker died the future toy maker died in that one while I think the woman escaped by herself. So to be honest, when it comes to the Warprint Hellraiser 4 and the regular Hellraiser 4 theatrical version, honestly I prefer the theatrical version because the toy maker survived, that's why. Anyway, 
I really highly enjoyed Hellraiser 4 Bloodline. Never hated it from day one. Anyway, guys, I enjoyed this movie. Check it out. Peace. See you later.